1: Hey freaks, it's Monday, April 26, 2021. Coming up on the program today, which racist country singer sang the line, Chanique was standing in the welfare line. I'll give you one guess. Plus, when you're busted for pedo shit, but you really need to use the bathroom, and I'm kind of like the Domino's Pizzanoid, but for crippled children's charities. All this but your voicemails today on TV! And now, to sing All of Me, here's John Legend's biggest Indian fan. Yes, Wag. Because all of
2: me loves all of love you. Love your Kevin and your it is all your perfect imperfection. Give me all To you, your and I my beginning, Even lost I'm winning with me all oh, of oh, oh, me and make me all oh, 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 of
1: you it's the Distorted View Show with
3: Tim Hansen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's my man juice. Uh, yes. Christian now fears his flatulence.
2: Timmy boo, what do you do? Timmy boo.
1: Yes, Tim back here with you to kick off a new week of programs. I have got. I don't want to say great because I feel great would uh downplay just how good this show is. Let's call today's episode of Distorted View Daily Smagnificent. <laughs> It's that good and contains that much smegma porn. Oh, calm down. I don't think I have any smegma porn for you today. You can all breathe a little easier. And by breathe easier, I mean you don't have to breathe in the odors emanating from some dude's dirty cock. That shit will give you popcorn lung. Watch out for that. Uh, This weekend, I got a message from Vlad, DV listener. He was trying to tell me about some new Mead developments. Apparently, he posted some new videos and then deleted those videos and moved some of his videos over to Bitchute. That's a uh, a platform where you can post really offensive stuff. A lot of white supremacist guys go <laughs> go to Bitchute after they've been banned from YouTube. It's only a matter of time before Mead popped up there. I kind of paid very little attention to the message because I was like ass-burgering out. I got it in my head this past weekend that the most important thing I should be doing with my time is updating the album artwork for all of the yearly archives on the sideshow. It it took all day. I'm not a graphic design person, so very time-consuming, frustrating process. Now, in reality, the most important thing I could be doing with my time is making new shows for everyone. That's how I make my money, baby. In the grand scheme of things, updating album artwork isn't even in like the top fifty things I need to be doing. After I completed that task, did I get down to some real work? No, I. I was then thinking, you know, at the end of every episode of DV, I play that little audio tag about uh, th- about the distorted view being part of the Scrod Media Group, which is a fake podcasting network that I created. And at the end of the audio tag, it says, for more information, go to Scrod.net. But Scrod.net doesn't have anything. So I got to make a website. (laughs) That's what I decided on Sunday. I got to create a whole website for a podcast network that doesn't exist. And in the off chance, someone visits Scrod.net. And uh, that sucked up another 15 hours of my time. So, yes, now you can visit Scrod.net and learn all about your favorite Scrod podcast. I'm sorry, Scrodcasts. Scrodcasting since 2004. Hell yeah, we have been. Oh, it goes way deeper than that. I spent so much time coming up with a logo for Scrod Media. No one will ever see this logo. And if you look at it, it just looks like an arrow and then like a diamond with a couple of lines, curved lines. But if you... If you examine it, I put some thought into this. Now, I didn't design this. I paid for a logo. <laughs> I I paid for a logo. The dumbest waste of time and money. But if you look at this abstract logo, it kind of has the uh, the RSS logo inside of it. Because, you know, podcasting is based on uh, RSS, right? It's, it kind of looks like that Wi-Fi symbol thing. And then at the end, there's uh, a, like a like a triangle image pointing to the right. And that's supposed to signify like playing you know the the play button you know when you when you hit play and then at the other end there's a tiny little arrow going the other way and if you if you squint kind of like it's an abstract fish and that's what that's what scrawl is it's a fish it's a it's multi-layered it's a multi-layered logo i wouldn't expect you idiots to understand it just know that it's brilliant and while i was working on that unimportant stuff, Mead was imploding. This guy. I know I've been talking about Mead a lot recently, and some people are probably sick uh, of hearing about him, but I, I... Freaks. The man is nearly 40 years old. I don't care if he's on the spectrum. So am I, apparently. He's still off his rocker. Now, I have to give a hundred thanks, a thousand thanks to Discord member TV Freak. Zigo. She was smart enough to realize as soon as Mead posted his YouTube video to save it, right? To get it off the internet and onto a hard drive. Aside from uh, the original that Mead has and I'm assuming is refusing to re-upload or maybe it was pulled off of uh, YouTube by YouTube for being so fucking offensive. Uh, we might have the only other copy. Now, if this was a case of someone really coming to their senses and saying, oh, my God, I can't believe I posted this. It's, you know, it's really bad. I don't feel this way about people. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pull this down from my YouTube channel. I've learned and I've grown. I I might not even play this. I might say, OK, he made a mistake. But that's not what happened here. Feed is still a racist fat fuck. And I think the thing with Meade is he's very impulsive. Shortly after, I mean, moments after the uh, Derek Chauvin trial came to a close and he was found guilty, Meade went on a message board. I, I talked about this on a on the Sideshow exclusive podcast. Uh, this was also posted in the Discord. Meade wrote a message board post with the title, Fuck George Floyd. Fuck that ape criminal thug rapist monkey man. I hate George Floyd so much. I hate his supporters even more. We're so better off without that trash subhuman ink spot garbage. One has to think immediately after venting, he uh, sat down at his piano and wrote this song. They keep saying the black lives matter. Huh? He really is obsessed with black lives matter.
2: Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, huh? Well, that's news to me. Because there's something violent happen every day within the black community. Well, Tyrone's standing there with his pants hanging down. He's got 12 baby mamas all over town. And do Black Lives Matter when they go splatter? do black lives matter when they go splatter do black lives matter when they go splatter they're killing each other every day you won't see it on the news it doesn't fit the narrative what more can i say
1: i bet you bobbinstein has this as his ringtone
2: (laughs) there's another mass gang shooting happening down in the ghetto tonight and you won't see me at a 7-Eleven after dark. Cause it just doesn't feel very right.
1: Well, was
2: standing in the welfare line.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. Mead. Mead. What did you think was going to happen when you posted that song? How could this have ended any other way for you? Of course, the video was going to be taken down. And of course you're coming off looking like an asshole. Can I just reiterate? I love Mead Skelton so much. I know he's a horrible person with some like antiquated views, but God damn it, if he is not entertaining, it's you know it's like witnessing a simpleton, someone who doesn't know any better, constantly getting into trouble. All right, should should we move on with this song? Let's hear about Shaniqua in the welfare line. Very
2: right, well Shaniqua's standing in the welfare line. She's got her EBT card and she's doing fine. And do black lives matter when they go splatter? They're killing each other every day. You won't see it on the news, it doesn't fit the narrative. Blame my cop anyway. 13% of the
1: population and 50% of the crime. You know, there aren't enough songs with stats inside of them. Tell that to Coldplay and Imagine Dragons. This is how you write a song, with numbers, ratios, and percentages. Meet a bet on a black life today, I
2: wouldn't spend a dime. And do black lives matter when they write bad checks? It doesn't matter (laughs) anyway. The mainstream media will paint another picture, kill a cop today. do black lives matter when they go splatter
1: the are killing each other he's having a ball singing this song
2: you can just hear it in his voice and do black lives matter when they go splatter yeah. they're killing each other every day Woo! you won't see it on the news because tyrone <laughs> doesn't fit the narrative
1: also uh, as i mentioned on the sideshow exclusive podcast recently mead has left his own discord channel because People were calling him out on his bullshit. I think he's in hiding right now. I don't know. I don't know where Meade's at. Probably best if he just lays low. Uh, let's listen. The, the ending of this song is amazing. First of all, his pronunciation of statistics. But he really gives it his all.
2: FBI statistics don't lie. They don't lie. Whoa, whoa, To black lie.
1: keeps on giving mead skeleton everybody moving along i've got a another singer this young man would like to praise dr fauci for all of his hard work during the pandemic he is going to serenade him jesus can someone just inject COVID 19 Right into my fucking bloodstream, please.
2: Dr. Fauci. Just end me. Give us vaccines. Help all the people who have been quarantined. We'll wear I... masks and we'll have to stay distant. We'll wash our hands and we'll be more resistant. Fauci. Yeah. Oh,
1: that nasally voice is not doing anything to help him. Yes.
2: Promise us please We'll have a cure that can fight
1: off this disease
2: Restrictions will lift with some ease Dr. Fauci,
1: don't forget me Do you want to blow Dr. Fauci? Dr. Fauci, promise me please cure COVID and I'll drop to my knees. My anus is lubed with some grease. Dr. Fauci, please fuck me. I mean, you know, he's not really doing anything. He's out there telling us what we should be doing, wearing masks and stuff. But he's not like in the lab creating the vaccines. He's not a fucking god. He's just some old dude in politics, really. We don't have to perform nasally novelty songs. It's a pandemic. It's not fucking romper room. Speaking of awkward public performances, you know my favorite art form is Poetry Slam. Today, Olivia Gatwood gets up on stage to perform her piece entitled Hey Science. It's after
3: an article on the Daily Beast, which was titled, "What." It's after an article on the Daily Beast, which was titled, What is 2014, the year science discovered the female orgasm? <laughs> hey, science! <laughs> you invented the microwave 60 years ago so you could cook your hungry man steak dinners, and you're just now getting around to my
1: body. This is so annoying. And no, I'm not talking about her voice, but that's annoying too. Now, it's this idea that, like, oh, science invented a microwave 60 years ago, and now they're just getting around to looking at the the female orgasm. First of all, it's a very different skill set involved, inventing the microwave and studying the clitoris. And it's not like we put the female orgasm on hold. Now, let's shove that research until we can crack how to cook an entire meal in two minutes. Tackle this first and then get back to unlocking the mysteries of Pussy Squirt. That's not how science works. I mean, you know, people are research researching all sorts of stuff. Just like when people get all huffy about, like, uh, Roombas. Uh, they made a robot vacuum, but they can't cure cancer. That's what they should be focused on. It's like, again, the science that went into making a little portable robot vacuum is not going to be very helpful in cancer research. Also, I tracked down this Daily Beast article, the one that's got this lady all riled up. The article was, first of all, written by a woman. Secondly, all it's saying is that there there were a lot of studies in 2014 examining female sexuality. It's not the, not the first studies on female sexuality. It's not like we're just getting around it, but there's, just, there's been a lot of them in, in 2014, apparently. Some don't have anything to do with men. They're like studying orgasms in in lesbian relationships or something. 78.4% of lesbians have an orgasm over 50% of the time compared uh, with just 59% of straight women. Obviously, that kind of makes sense, right? I mean, women know their own equipment. They've practiced on themselves enough, I'm guessing, but that's neither here nor there. It just seems like this woman is, is falling into that angry feminist beat poet cliche.
3: Thanks, science. I just graduated college and my sexuality is finally validated.
1: I mean, it's not even poetry, really. It's just ranting. I've
3: been coming since 2004. And now, after 11 years, I finally know that that is indeed what was happening. (laughs) Turns out, I'm not just a fertile animal who's meant to scream only during child
1: Science is so homophobic. I looked up information about one of these studies. You know, I just picked one, and uh, it's a mixture of men and women who have authored the study and who have been doing the research. I don't know what this bitch is complaining about.
3: Are you now accepting women's opinions on the subject at hand? Hey, science! I'm gonna let you finish, but I just had the best orgasm of all time, and I think you can learn something women instead of quoting Freud and calling it science. How about you let go of the necessity of the penis? How about you stop colonizing the vagina and recognize that it discovered you?
1: Remind me to save this video and then play the whole thing at the top of the show as a test of patience someday.
3: Hey, science, I'm gonna need you to stop acting like you give a shit about my body.
1: Hey, Olivia, shut the fuck up! I... Just made the mistake of doing a search for Olivia Gatwood. She is still at it. I I don't have it in me today to play any more of her poetry. But some pieces are titled Ode to My Bitch Face. Alternate universe in which I am unfazed by the men who do not love me. Ode to the word pussy. I could maybe get behind that. Who knows? Maybe in the future we will feature Olivia Gatwood again dear god i hope not finally before we get into the news today shortly before the pandemic started chris hansen was at it again trying to lure pedophiles into his house of lies welcome to cocktease mansion a good idea for a reality show jailbait house maybe that's more appropriate uh so yes chris hansen of course is known for to catch a predator Uh, Since leaving Dateline, he started his own web series, Hanson versus Predator. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Joshua Colon. That's what he says his last name is, but it's spelled like colon. Kind of the exact opposite of what cologne smells like. But okay, he wants to be known as Joshua Colon. He's Joshua Colon. Here he is entering the house. Uh, The decoy is there. She is obviously over 18, but she's playing someone who is 12 years old. And I just have to say, as far as sex predators go, he's one of the worst. And I'll tell you why. Because he's rude. Like, if I was a sex offender, if, not every day you're hooking up with 12, 13-year-olds. It's a special occasion. You should bring them something. Be nice. Shower them with gifts. This guy is very selfish. Do you want to try my picture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What'd you bring me? Yeah, he, she sees, the decoy sees that he brought some stuff with him. What'd you bring me? I, mean, I brought dinner for myself. Oh. He brought dinner for just himself. He's just going to eat in front of her. Oh, let me get this straight. You're going to commit statutory rape, scar me for life, and you couldn't be bothered to throw in an extra Mexi-melt in your drive through Taco Bell order. You didn't think of me at all.
3: I, I, I didn't get- you
1: know, the 12-year-old girl you drove 300 miles to fuck. The girl you spent months grooming, wearing down, trying to gain her confidence and trust. You don't think a nice gesture would have been to text this girl and say, hey, I'm at the Wendy's drive-thru. Want me to pick you up some fries and a junior bacon cheeseburger? I'm hungry. I'm getting something for myself. This way we can have a nice meal together before I fuck your brains out and ruin your life. Tear that hairless cunt up! I mean, good God! I hope he brought something for her you know? What'd you bring me? Nothing. I, mean, I, I brought you my dick. I'm hungry right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat some Chinese food. Then you're gonna get your meal later. A mouthful of my cock. I'm gonna wash it down with my old man jizz. I, mean, I brought dinner for myself. Sorry. Oh. Because I I I didn't get to uh, I didn't get to finish my dinner. Oh, that's okay.
3: I was kind of in a rush. You can finish. I had stuff
1: earlier. I was in a rush to get here and commit some crimes.
3: Yeah, and then we can have cupcakes.
1: Grab you something, whatever. Doesn't matter. It's okay. Well, yeah, she made him cupcakes. By the way, I mean you know she's a decoy. She didn't really make him cupcakes. But her her story is. She made him some red velvet cupcakes. Oh.
3: Thanks. I I a house
1: like
2: this. Am <laughs> I afraid I the bathroom? Because it was, was way cold for so long. Yeah, it's uh, right here. And
1: you look
0: hotter than the picture.
3: <laughs> Thanks. <Yeah>. Nice.
1: <laughs> nice conversation to have while you're walking to the toilet to take a big piss. Sorry, I'm really nervous. Yeah, right there. there. Are you oh. By the way, this is a horrible floor plan for a house. The bathroom is right off the kitchen. Oh. No, here,
2: this
3: one. Oh. Oh. Yes. Yeah. I know it's little.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. it's yep. None of this is a turn on for her. So uh, while he enters the bathroom, she pulls the old switcheroo. She leaves, and Chris Hansen takes her place. And you know, that takes a, f- a few seconds. You know, she's got to leave, Chris Hansen has to come. Then this guy, uh, the predator, comes out of the bathroom, he still hasn't figured out how to use the toilet. He can't even turn on the light. Is there a light switch in here? Oh, it's behind you. Is that it? Come on up, Jack. Oh, you have shit. Oh, shit. He knows exactly who that is. Right Right over there. Keep your hands. Keep your hands right there. Well, my fucking Chinese food's gonna get cold. I know who you are. You know who I am?
0: Yes. Who am I? I've seen this on a show. What show? Um, it's the show about men meeting young girls. Men meeting young girls. Do you have keys in your pocket? Yes.
1: Can you turn off your fucking alarm, you idiot? You take them out. There.
0: It turns off the alarm?
2: Oh, just press...
0: So you've seen my shows before? (laughs) Yeah. How often? Has it been a while? It's been a while.
1: I feel like Chris Hansen's getting ready to ask him, like, do you want an autograph? How much do you think I should charge for autograph headshots? Yeah. Well, guess what?
0: We're starting up again.
1: Okay. I'm back, baby! All right, let's get some info on this guy. And how old are
0: you? I'm 32. 32. What did you bring with you tonight? Huh? What did you bring with you tonight? Clothes. Clothes. Why would you need to change clothes? Because I was going to stay over. Stay over with a 12-year-old girl? Yeah. And what were you going to do with this girl?
1: Talk. Say uh-huh.
0: talk. What do you mean you don't know? I um, guess,
2: you know,
0: guess I guess have sex. have sex. Yeah.
1: How, are you sure you've seen this show? Because that's not what guys typically say. I mean, it's kind of refreshing to hear him just come right out and say it. However, you're ever in this situation, you, you lie. Even if it sounds ridiculous, you never admit to the crimes. My favorite part is coming up, by the way, where um, Chris Hansen starts reading the chat transcripts. Now, you had quite
0: the chat with this girl. It's too bad you aren't old enough. I would marry you. You would marry a 12-year-old girl. Well, if she was old enough. If she was old enough. If she was old enough. But why would you even say that to a 12-year-old? Yeah. Do you have any nieces and nephews, younger cousins? Yeah. Okay. Well, what if a guy was hitting on them like this? Yeah, I wouldn't like it. You wouldn't like it? So explain to me what was going on in your mind that made you think it was okay to come here and do the very same thing. Uh, I, 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 I don't want to say anymore. Well, you pretty much already said it. You ask for her address. I'll pick you up somewhere and we'll have sex if you want. I'll go slow and yes, it will hurt. Because she's a virgin, you said.
1: This is all- He's so
0: honest. You, right?
1: That's why I like him. He's not like the other guys. You tell her to masturbate.
0: In preparation for your big night of sex with a virgin. Yeah, well, we'll finally make out and make love. I was thinking of staying over and leaving the next morning. So when I come over, we'll go to your room and you'll take off all your clothes yeah. since I'm the boss. You shave down there. I like it smooth. Oh, yeah. He likes him young. You say you're going to groom yourself for this special event
1: tonight. I think the strangest behavior happens at the very end after he was cu- he was caught trying to have sex with a 12-year-old and then interrogated by a television journalist. finally this nightmare is over for him he can flee the situation he can leave but he chooses not to
2: um can i use the bathroom because i've been holding it for quite some time
1: dude get in your car and go find a convenience or a gas station or something don't linger around the decoy house i think you should go okay poor guy really really needs to take a shit Anyway, the rest is, you know, I mean, you know what happens next. The police are waiting. They arrest him. Yada, yada, yada. So that's Hanson versus Predator. You shave down there. I like it smooth. Oh, calm down, Chris. And with that, let's get into the crazy, bizarre, twisted, fucked up news right now. If you are not a member of the Distorted View Sideshow... TV's exclusive member society. Some in the media have mistakenly and quite frankly, libelously labeled distorted views sideshow a cult. It has been nearly 750 days since the last mass suicide or ritualistic killing that can be attributed to sideshow members or sideshow related activity. We're past all of that. We're not a cult, we're just very passionate passionate about granny porn come farts and scat join the distorted view sideshow today pledge your allegiance to the dark lord Levenge, and when you do you will gain access to every single past episode of distorted view daily we've been at this since december 2004 there are thousands and thousands of shows for you to listen to more importantly every week we do new exclusive shows just for sideshow freaks Usually about twice a week. Tomorrow, I'll be doing a Sideshow exclusive podcast, so it's a great time to sign up. Memberships are very inexpensive. $6.99 a month, and I ask that you give your firstborn to me. Small price to pay for, what did I say, almost 4,000 shows in the archive? Your kid's not worth that. Stupid dumb baby. Or over a decade's worth of comedy gold. And gold is worth a lot. Gold. All right, $6.99 a month, even less when you offer a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. Other ways to support the show, we do have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash View. Uh, if you want to support Distorted View daily that way, you can pledge as little as a dollar. Every little bit helps. Thank you to all of my patrons. And of course, Sideshow members, you are the reason this cult, I mean, show continues. Can you guys tell I'm a little tired and a little loopy today? Well, I am. I've had very little sleep this past weekend. I've been designing logos. It's a a fish. Abstract fish, that Scrod Media logo. All right, uh, three very quick stories now. First up, this isn't even really a DV-worthy news item, but I have to talk about it because I'm so excited, and I will somehow bend and contort this and make it DV-worthy. I will shoehorn in whatever I need to shoehorn in to make it fit in with this podcast. In the 80s, Domino's Pizza. Y'all know Domino's Pizza. They've been around a long time. They serve up shitty pizza, but not as shitty as like Papa John's. I still think Papa John's is nasty. Little Caesar's is the fucking worst. They used to be acceptable. I I don't know what the hell happened. I haven't had Little Caesar's in years. I've been eating Domino's. That's kind of like my go-to cheap pizza. It's 7 dollars for a large with three toppings. You can't beat that. Well, on price, you actually can because Little Caesars, I think, charges five bucks. But what they are serving is not pizza. My friend Brian, who lives in Columbus, uh, you know, is very judgy judgy. And I uh, told him one day, oh, I'm going to go get some pizza at Domino's. And he's like, ew, why would you eat there? Go to Little Caesars. We always go to Little Caesars. Little Little Caesars is better. Well, I finally tried it, and it was the most god-awful pizza. I will not even call it pizza. It's pizza-adjacent. It's vaguely reminiscent of pizza in the sense that there's some dough or some sort of plywood being used as a base, and then uh, I think they just use ketchup water as uh, their, their tomato sauce. It was appalling. Now, I used to go to uh, Little Caesars inside of a Kmart in Ashtabula. They'd have like a lunch special. You get like a a little square of a pizza and you get a small side of crazy bread. And I was, I love the crazy bread. So I thought, all right, I kind of figured the Little Caesars pizza was going to be shit. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to get me a side of crazy bread. haven't had crazy bread in like a decade. That'll sort of redeem this meal. No matter, so no matter how bad the pizza is, I'll have the crazy bread. I got this crazy bread home. Y'all you know no, what crazy bread, right? They're the bread sticks, basically. They got like butter and I don't know, garlic or something on them. The the sticks that I got from Little Caesars this last time, they looked like little baby fingers that have been soaking in the bathtub for a few hours and pruned up. They were pale white wrinkly doughy but also tough it was it was just such a disappointing meal i may actually have taken a picture of it to to show brian rub it in his face if so i'll include it in the uh chapter artwork because it's something that needs to be seen so you know don't give me shit for eating at domino's anyways that has nothing to do with this story domino's is bringing back the noid Domino's uh, old mascot from, uh, it's kind of like an anti-mascot really, from the 80s. The Noid was, uh, I don't even know what the fuck the Noid is. No one knows what the Noid is. Some sort of creature. Had like red floppy ears, kind of like a a bunny, but he was sort of half man. I don't know what he was, goblin? Anyway, the, the Noid was a bad guy and he, in the commercials, would try to turn Domino's piping hot pizzas cold. The Noid likes cold pizza, ruining people's day by giving them cold pizzas, right? And the, the whole idea is Domino's delivery is so fast or they have ways to keep the pizza hot. The Noid is foiled by Domino's. And no matter what the Noid does, he can't make the Domino's pizza cold. It seems like a convoluted way to get your message across. There's this creature. He's not a rabbit. He kind of looks like a rabbit, but he's also like a goblin. And inexplicably, he wants to turn pizzas cold. Like, what the fuck does he get a? What does he get out of that? He doesn't feed off of cold pizzas. Does he just, he he revels in the misery of others? Ah, who the fuck knows? We were all coked up in the 80s. Whoever came up with the Noid character. And then the commercials are all like claymation. At least the Noid character is. Anyways, I loved the Noid character. And I told you guys, when I was younger, I have a lot of Noid connections. Maybe that's why I'm so obsessed with this. Uh, I told you when I was growing up, I lived with that, uh, no, I didn't live with it. This woman, (laughs) I live with a middle-aged woman. We shacked up. You may have seen her episode of To Catch a Predator. No, uh, in my neighborhood there was like this middle-aged woman with a bowl cut. Her name is Kathy. Kathy, (laughs) get out of my room. Different Kathy. And you know, I've told this story many times. But Kathy was kind of obsessed with me. She was kind of in love with me. Keep in mind, I was like ten years old. So I don't know how deep or what kind of love she was experiencing. She did have some mental problems and it could have been one of these things where like, you know, she had Asperger's or was autistic and she just latched on to the idea of me and was kind of obsessed. I mean, can you blame her? Really? Makes total sense in my mind. Yeah, of course. Middle aged woman falling in love with a 10 year old, 11 year old Tim Henson. Anyway, uh, one one year during her birthday, she had all the neighborhood kids. (laughs) She's a fucking creep. Had all the neighborhood kids uh, come to her house in her yard. And I had, like, a little birthday party for her where, like, she provided the cake and stuff. How fucking sad was that? She threw herself a birthday party and only invited children because she had no other friends. Anyway, as she was blowing out the cake, her wish was... All, all I remember is her closing her eyes, blowing out the candle, and, and whispering, This one's for you, Tim. I don't know what the fuck that meant. I don't know what she was wishing. Over the years, she showered me with gifts she gave me uh, a ukulele You know this was before the ukulele Was popular You 10-15 know, years ago it sort of became It was cute for girls to play the Ukulele and shit Well in the late 80s early 90s No one was playing the ukulele It was a dumb instrument An awful gift but I took it anyway Because you know I was young and I was like Ooh you're giving me stuff I like presents And I never learned how to play the ukulele Another gift she got me because for a short time she worked as a Domino's Pizza delivery driver. There's the connection. For my birthday, she presented me with a Domino's Pizza Avoid the Noid wristwatch. Which again, I I never wore. It looked stupid. It was cheap. I have no idea whatever happened with that watch. And I probably just threw it away in the trash. Alright, so the Noid is officially back in Domino's Pizza's newest commercials. The Noid, a gummy red animated pest in Domino's pizza commercials from the 80s and 90s, is back with a new high-tech nemesis. Starting Monday, that's today, The Noid will be featured in the Ann Arbor-based company's ads, and his new battle is trying to thwart Neuro's R2 Robot, a driverless vehicle delivering Domino's pizzas. Quote, The Noid is Domino's oldest and most famous villain... (laughs) They don't really have any other villains. Uh, And the pizza delivery testing we're doing with Neuro's autonomous vehicle is exactly the kind of technology innovation that could provoke the Noid to return, said Domino's vice president of advertising, Kate Trumbull. However, after 35 years of practice in avoiding the Noid, we're pretty confident we know how to defeat it. Cute, right? Besides Domino's pizza, commercials expect to see the grumpy Noid popping up elsewhere. Like social media, he already has a Twitter account that I'm following. And as a mini-boss in the new Crash Bandicoot mobile game. How's that for some cross-promotion? Noid super fans can find related merchandise like t-shirts oh, and tumblers on Amazon. Domino's is donating profits from Amazon merchandise to Domino's Partners Foundation. I love when they do shit like that. Yeah, we're going to donate all the proceeds from this Domino's merchandise two dominoes oh my god I should create a non-profit wing of distorted view daily distorted view cares right and I can say yeah all proceeds uh, from sideshow memberships this month are gonna go to distorted view cares it's a charity we give money to I don't know some sort of minority children or gimped up babies or something I don't know whoever we make fun of most on the show that's who we're gonna give money to and then uh, you don't have to feel so bad about me making fun of people. But here's the thing I will be on the board of directors of that charity, the D- Distorted View Cares charity. And of course, the board of directors get a little payday, a little salary for their hard work. So I end up getting a cut out of the money that I'm actually donating to the DV charity. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you my nefarious plan. Oh my God, I think I'm the noid. <laughs> Instead of. Uh, Reveling in the idea of cold pizzas, I get off thinking about how I'm taking money from little children. (laughs) Can't afford to buy crutches, little boy. (laughs) I'm off to buy a new iMac. (laughs) I like evil Noid Tim. All right. uh, Yes, uh, Domino's is donating profits from Amazon Merch to Domino's Partner Foundation, an internal nonprofit organization that provides financial assistance to franchise and corporate employees in need. So uh, let me get this straight, Domino's. You pay your employees shit, right? (laughs) They make minimum wage. Then you get people to buy Domino's branded merchandise. Then you say some of that money is going to go to a charity. But what that charity is, is supporting the employees that you don't pay enough. Holy fuck! They're e- they're more evil than me. I thought keeping children from buying polio crutches was mean. This is some real Noid behavior. Typical Noid behavior. TNP. I don't know if I've ever really talked about the Noid before, but uh, it is interesting. I-, I did find a distorted view angle, like I said, to this story. And it's not just the corporate greed of Domino's. There's a reason why Domino's hasn't been using the Noid. And uh, they stopped featuring the Noid in advertisements in the 90s. On January 30th, 1989, a 22-year-old man named Kenneth Lamar Noid. uh Uh-oh, someone wasn't happy about uh, the Noid character. He's probably made fun of in school. You look like the Noid. Everybody, avoid Kenneth. Avoid the Noid. Like, I can just imagine how hellish high school was for this dork. So, uh, Kenneth Noyd walked, in, well, and you know, we used his full name. Three, three names there Kenneth Lamar Noyd. He's going to shoot something up. Uh, yes, Kenneth Lamar Noyd walked into a Domino's Pizza in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, Georgia with a uh, 357 Magnum revolver and took two employees hostage. After a five hour standoff, which Noyd demanded $100,000 in ransom money, the employees in question escaped. But the damage to the Noyd brand was done. No one even died. They shelved the Noid for that reason. Throw a pair of pepperonis. Well, it's been a long time, but it's. I'm glad to see the Noid back. All right. Uh, second story we have for you today. Remember that uh, movie in the 90s called Mystery Men, and it starred Ben Stiller, Hank Azaria, William H. Macy, Paul Rubens, and it was about a, a band of misfit superheroes. Or they believe they were superheroes. Like, William H. Macy was just really good with a shovel. And Paul Rubin's character, Pee Wee, uh, his character just farted, I think. Right? I think he was called the spleen. Anyway, uh, Janine Garofalo was in that movie. I think her character was named the Bowler. And she had a bowling ball with her dad's skull inside of it. Apparently, having dead people in bowling balls is good luck. Now, one Illinois man has bowled a perfect game more than a dozen times. Guess what's inside of his bowling ball? Pussy juice! No, Alexis K. Tyler, it's not pussy juice. It's no pussy juice in his bowling ball. If you're going to use pussy juice, you use it to slick up the uh, the outer edge of the ball. One would think the PBA would frown upon such practices i i don't know if you're allowed to slick up your balls probably not uh the last time this man went for the perfect 300 there was more at stake earlier this month john hinkle jr of peoria uh, peoria illinois honored the memory of his father john hinkle senior by achieving that perfect score while using a bowling ball that contained his father's ashes Hinkle Jr., a school counselor, comes from a family of bowlers. He and his twin brother Joe started leagues when they were only four years old. Their parents bowled as well. John Hinkle Sr. never had a perfect game until now, Hinkle Jr. wrote in a Facebook post on April 12th, where he shared video of the moment. I was shaking. I had tears in my eyes the last couple balls, the 38-year-old said. I just knew what it meant to my dad and my brother to do this. I get you know, you want your dad there in spirit. But, you know, having like a physical representation or, or a part of your dad's corpse, even if it is pulverized, burned, turned to ash, it's still him kind of, right? And it would have been different if he would just would have brought the urn that contained his dad's ashes with him to the lanes as he bowled. But he actually made his dad a part of the game shoving him in the ball dad rolling around getting dizzy hitting pins i don't think it's very enjoyable quite frankly hinkle's brother was the first one to hug him after the final strike leading to even more tears i started crying more when he approached me because we did what we said we would do when their father died in 2016 hinkle said he and his brother thought about quitting bowling i lost the love for the sport when my daddy died Bowling is so great because, like, instead of a stadium, you know, where, like, most sports take place or a field, even, like, hockey is, is in a rink, a bowling alley is pretty much always like a bar, right? There's a bowling alley, they sell beer and nachos, and you eat while you're playing the game. My kind of sport, man. All right, uh, so yes, they thought about quitting bowling altogether. Their mom died in 2014, so it was hard to continue the sport without being able to look back and see their parents. Mom and dad always were there for me and my brother when we were bowling in leagues. Yeah, when you were kids, sure. You're now fucking 40 years old. Inkle first brought up the idea of bowling with his father's ashes to his brother in 2017. It took more than a year to find someone who was willing to put the ashes in a bowling ball Many people that Hinkle asked didn't know how to do it or were nervous about ruining the ball. Luckily, Hinkle's childhood friend, who also bowls... Where the fuck are they from? It's like a whole community of bowlers. It's all you do in that town is bowl. Uh, Who also bowls and just had opened up a pro shop was up for the task. She sealed the ashes in the thumb hole on the first try. Hinkle said he's going to retire this ball after he completes the upcoming Tournament of Champions the last tournament he played with his father before he passed away. A nice little story there. Pulled the 300 for his daddy. Final story we have for you today. Remember, pre-pandemic, I know, it's hard. What the hell was life like back in 2019? It, it was a lot of touching surfaces and not washing your hands and a bunch of scooters. That's all I remember about pre-pandemic life. We would just touch anything willy-nilly. Grocery store shelves, doors. People would just come up to you and start licking you, and you'd lick them back. It was a proper greeting. Everyone riding around on scooters outside. What the fuck was up with that? With the scooters. One thing I hope we don't get back to. They're dumb. Well, one dad has woken up to find more than a hundred e-scooters piled up outside of his house. It's kind of a nightmare. It's my nightmare. And here's the thing. This wasn't some sort of cruel prank or something. A retired man was stunned to wake up and find more than 100 e-scooters left outside his Bristol house this weekend. Home of the Bristol stool chart. Shane Clark came home on Friday evening to see a number of e-scooters. A number. Yeah, 100 uh, piled up outside of his property. Oh, I guess so. Like on Friday evening, just, there was just a few scooters littering his, his yard, right? And he thought oh that's weird what's up with that the kids playing with scooters or something but then by saturday morning his family were greeted by even more in the leafy suburban street after the area was made an official uh, parking spot the retired medic said people have for a while been leaving scooters outside of his house at the top of elm lane he suspects other locations may have been removed from the list of designated parking spots Listed on the official app Mr. Clark 60 says It has left his house Where he lives with his wife and son As the only place to park The devices in the area And says he counted over a hundred Scooters I've got a picture of this too by the way It's uh, your chapter artwork right now We lost count at one point So we might have broken the hundred mark What would be really helpful is if someone had said Sorry about this we'll work on it Subcontractors who came to collect them said bloody hell we've never seen anything like this his wife who did not want to be named said she saw an elderly local resident trip over one of the scooters and she laughed and laughed uh no uh they found a couple of cans and bottles discarded in their front yard as well the scooters have since been cleared out by the council from outside of the home which is near a large local park Boy, scooters can be rented in Bristol. It uses an app to geotag scooters, which means they'll only operate in certain zones and at limited speeds. Users have to park them in designated areas or face a fine. Only adults with a driver's license are allowed to use them. Mr. Clark stressed that he doesn't have a problem with the scooters, but believes the way that they're stored should be changed. Yeah, just I don't want them stored in my property, at my house, in, in front of my driveway. Uh, From my point of view, I have no problem at all with the scooters, apart from the obvious. (laughs) Sometimes they're not ridden responsibly, and sometimes hundreds of them are left in front of my house. That's the real problem he has with them. All right, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, I'd love to hear from you freaks. You know that. And there are many ways to contact me. Show at distortedview.com. That's my email address. All over social media as well. I'm at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash show. Of course, our voicemail line for you is 206-666-4463. And patrons who pledge at least $5 get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. And we do have a couple of patrons checking in today. I definitely recognize the area code of the first call.
3: Hey, Tim, Cat Lady. You, you wanted me to call and up my uh, second shot. Yeah. And um, funny enough, I, I'm already sick, so the
1: side effects are just, like, my arm hurts. Um, I'm already, like, fucking got uh, that, that going on. Uh, I had a really fun time in the ER on Friday, though. Because
3: I had a panic attack and I, oh. my medication wasn't working, so I had to go
2: to the
1: ER. So what happens? What, like, how does the panic attack manifest itself? What What do you feel? What is it like?
2: Yeah.
1: Well, i feel it's fucking not sure. I don't understand. Like, all, right, all right, listen, love, lady, cat, lady has problems. I'm not in the mood for it today. <laughs> Don't bring me down, lady. Hey, Sam, it stinks in here. I just wanted to call in. Uh, from by the way, Google translated this to: "Hey, Sam, it stinks in here." Hey, Sam, it stinks in here. I just wanted to call in uh, from work. I've uh, been spending the past, uh, I think, three or four waking hours with Jan Terry stuck in my head. The I don't want to do- I think that's Jan <laughs> Terry. Anyway, I just wanted to thank you for that. Show's been awesome recently, man. Keep them coming. Hope you're doing well. Love you, boo. Oh, you love you, too. Uh, yeah, we, we did a Jan Terry update a couple days ago, and uh, she's working on a new album, and uh, pre-orders for her cookbook are starting. Remember I told you she was going to come out with a cookbook full of microwave recipes? And that's exactly... Well, it it's mostly microwave recipes. If you flip the book over, though... I think there are some stories, like uh, holiday stories, like Get Down Goblin. Hey, Tim, Cat Lady. Cat Lady again? No, I'm sorry. I, I, There's enough.
0: Hey, Timmy Boo. I'm calling Check in, it's unicorn. I'm listening to the episode and he us if we remember.
1: Do you think he's going to address the fucking chickens or not? Whitney, Wisconsin,
0: and I do. Oh, fuck, oh, yeah. And I just remember one of her hot videos. She's taking off her pussy panties, and it had pussy juice all over it. And she wanted to sell it. And uh,
1: Oh, yeah, I saw that video of the panties. I, it's hard to understand what you're saying over the, the chickens. God damn. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, they could, shouldn't hate on Whitney, Wisconsin, man. Do you work at a poultry processing facility? No, she shouldn't do fucked up things with dogs, but maybe they like to, Maybe she likes to be in a
0: certain spot to get off, you know, when it happens.
1: But those those poor birds over there, what you're going to do to them? Hey, Jugu, uh, Jugu, It is the HR manager for the Scribe Media Network. I uh, just want to let you know that you're up to seven personal days. All right, you know what? I... It's not fun anymore. You can stop. I'm not going to play your calls If this is what you're going to do,
0: excuse me. Uh,
1: we gave you your COVID vaccine as a preview. Um, we we build the government for that day's is lost pay, um, and just uh, just saying, the level eight cat lady. Um, it's okay that there are
0: multiple employees for the Scribe Media Network. Um, we we feel that Tim has a very gracious amount of personal time. And vacation um, To last him throughout the year um, Otherwise we still have to hold him A little bit accountable uh, That's just the way Tim is
1: I don't know why I'm so annoyed with this guy today But I am Usually I find it funny But today I, I don't want to hear it I think it's because I'm so tired Because I was up doing shit monotonous, Ponderous shit Ponderous Ponderous Album artwork Shit all right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. do want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. A voicemail line for you, 206 666 4463. That's 206 Oh God, is it? Oh, God. unique was standing in the welfare line. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the podcast. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize these shows. I will see you back tomorrow, if and only if you are Sideshow members. Otherwise, I'll be back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye,
2: everybody!
0: And while I'm on the subject... Let me say something about Harry Potter. Warlocks are enemies of God. And I don't care what kind of hero they are. They're an enemy of God. And had it been in the Old Testament, Harry Potter would have been put to death.
2: This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrob Media Group. Learn more at Scrob.net.